Well, good morning and welcome to you. I hope that you've had a wonderful week. Amen? Amen. Amen. And it's a good day to be in the house of the Lord. Well, this morning, today, I want to talk to you on the subject of God's love. God's love. And it may seem like a very simple, basic subject. But when we truly understand the love that God has for us, the fact that it goes beyond our human understanding, it goes beyond our ability to comprehend, then that is when we can begin to be changed and transformed by the love of God. Amen? And so this morning, the title of my message is Understanding That You Are Loved By God. And not that, not just that you are loved by God, but understanding the depth of God's love for you. And so, you know, many of us, when we talk about love, as I said, it can seem like such a basic and, and simple topic. You know, many of you have probably heard over and over the song, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Or you can readily quote John 3.16, for God so loved the world. And, and we know all that. It's basic. But do we truly understand how much God loves us? Do we truly understand how much he cares for each and every one of us? And so today we're going to answer the question, how do we know that God loves us? How do we know that God cares for us and loves every bit about us? And so for the first point, I want to ask that we consider the fact that God loves us simply because he knows us. God loves us because he knows all about us. In Psalm 139, the first four verses are so profound in telling us how much God knows about us. It says, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You see, God is not just a God who cares about the big things in our life. He's not just a God who cares about when things happen or or when big things go wrong. But he cares about every single detail of us. To have a God who cares about when you sit and when you rise... When you're going out and when you're lying down. You see, God is a God who cares about every single aspect, every detail. He is so in love with you that he can't leave you alone. He cares so much about you that every single thing about you he knows. He knows what you're going to say before you even say it. He knows what you're going to think before you even think it. He knows the amount of hairs that are on your head. He knows all of the days that are ordained for you. He knows every single thing. about you because he created you in the psalmist verse 13 says for you created my inmost being you knit me together in my mother's womb I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful and I know that full well you see many of us can sometimes try to be someone we're not in a world that we live in We try to make ourselves the best. We try to look the part and and speak the part and have all the right things so that we can feel a certain way. 
And the world tells us that if you drive this sort of car, or if you wear these kind of clothes, or if you buy this designer, that you'll feel a certain way, because you've earned the right to feel that way with those things. But God tells us that he loves us for who we are, because he created us. We are valuable to him. Does somebody believe that this morning? That we are valuable to God, that our worth is found in him? And you see, in order for us to truly understand the depth of God's love, it goes beyond just knowledge. Because we can hear that God loves us, but it's only when God gives us a revelation of his love that we truly understand his love. A revelation is God revealing to us something even greater and deeper than just hearing it. Because if you hear something, you can say that you you know it, right? But when God reveals something to you, then not only do you know it, but it is within you. It is in your spirit. You can feel that it is the truth. And when we have a revelation of God's love, that is when we truly understand who God is and the love that God has for each and every one of us. It's understanding that goes deeper than just knowledge. How many of you have ever been in love? If you've been in love, you can understand sort of what it feels to to love someone, to, to go the extra length for them, to try to do your best, to make them feel good. But you see, even in our humanness, God's love goes so further than that. It's a love that we can't understand. It's a love that we can't comprehend in this life. It's a love that we will never be able to attain on earth here. It's a love that goes beyond what we are capable of even doing. It's God's love. God who loves us, who created us. And we know that God loves us because he knows us. He knows every single thing about you. You know, many of you could say, Lisa, I know you. Right? Yanni, you can say, Lisa, I know you. Right? We're co-workers. He knows me. But the way that Yanni, Pastor Yanni would know me is different than the way my family knows me. Right? Because my family, they know me. Right? <laughs> they know me. <laughs> they know what gets me upset. They know what pushes my buttons. They know what gets me excited. They know me. Right? And especially my brothers. They know how to get on my bad side. <laughs> They know how to make me almost lose my salvation. They know me, right? I'm sure your family knows you too. That's right. They know what an angel I am as well. So the way that my family knows me is different than the way Pastor Yanni or or some of you would know me. But the way that they know me and the way that God knows me is even greater God knows me. He knows every single thing that I will do, that I've ever done. You see, nothing that we do can ever surprise God. And the amazing thing about this is that he knows exactly what we're going to say before we say it. He knows exactly what we're going to do before we do it. He knows where we've been, where we're going, where we're headed. He knows all of that. And whether it's good, bad, or ugly, he loves us. Whether it's good, bad, or not, acceptable to him he loves us he loves us so much that he takes us as we are he knows the depths of our heart he knows the inmost beings and he still says i love you he knows every single thing about us 
How else can we know that God loves us? Well, number two, we can know that God loves us because God is there in the midst of our trials and tribulations. He is there with us, walking with us through this journey. You see, Jesus gave us many promises. He told us many promises, and one of the things he told us is that there will be trials and tribulations in life. In John 16, verse 33, it says, In this world you will have trouble. You will have trouble. So be prepared because it will come. But take heart. But cheer up. But have faith. But know that I have overcome the world. Yes, there will be troubles. Yes, there will be trials. Yes, there will be things that shake our faith and shake us up and move us. But take heart because I have overcome. You see, we can face today. We can face tomorrow. We can face the future simply because we already are guaranteed that he has overcome. We already know that he is able. We already know that we have victory because of Jesus. We can take heart and not fear what tomorrow brings because we know that Jesus is with us and he has overcome. He is there in the midst. He gives us his promise over and over that I will never leave thee or forsake thee. You see, when things go wrong in our lives, the first thing that Satan whispers in our ear is, doesn't God love you? If God really loves you, then why would God allow this to happen to you? Satan makes us question God's love for us. But God wants us to understand his love so that when things come our way, when things come and shake us up, when things come and test our faith, that we are able to stand firm, knowing that God loves me despite what I'm going through. It doesn't matter what comes my way because that doesn't depend on how much I love God. I love God because he deserves to be loved. He loves me because I am his creation. And it doesn't matter what happens, but God loves me. God loves me. And you are able to get through whatever comes your way simply because of the fact that God loves you. And because he loves you, he is on your side. And when God is on your side, then nothing, nothing can stop him. You think about a tree. Think about a tree. A tree has roots, and the deeper the roots, the stronger the tree. You see, if a tree doesn't have any roots or has little roots, then the smallest wind will come and knock that tree over. But the deeper the roots, the stronger the tree, and the more that tree is able to withstand whatever storm comes its way. The Bible tells us, In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17, it says, So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love. You see, we are to be rooted and established or rooted and grounded in God's love. Because when we are grounded in God's love, when our roots are deep, when they're built up in him, then no matter what comes our way, no matter what trials we go through, no matter what tribulations happen, we know that God loves us and we will never question that. You see, we can question God's faith, but I'm here to tell you today that you never have to do that. You know why you never have to do that? Not only does God's word say that he is love, but love is not just something God does. Okay? Understand this. 
Love is not something God does. Love is who he is. There's nothing else that he knows how to do but love. And so he loves us more than anything. He has given us all that he has. All of it is ours. God's riches at Christ's expense. Everything is his. Everything that's his becomes ours. He loves us so much. He loves us, and when we understand that, then we will stand firm in him. Knowing God's love will take us through. Knowing that God is there, knowing that his presence is there will take us through. Knowing God's love will help you when your spouse of 20 or 30 years walks out on you. Knowing that God loves you will help you in the midst of when the doctor calls you and gives you a bad report that you weren't expecting. Knowing God's love will help you when you get a call about your child and you don't understand because you've done your best to raise that child. Knowing that God loves you and that he's with you will help you when that loved one passes away and you just don't understand because it wasn't expected. Knowing that God loves you will take you through the most difficult times in your life because you know and you can be assured that you're not going through them on your own. He loves you. You are his prized possession. There's nothing that he wants more than to have a relationship with you. You see, God is not a God who came to be served, but to serve. He came not so that we would go through rituals, but so that we would have a relationship. He came so that we could be reconciled with him through Christ. He came so that we would love him and worship him. That's why he created us. You see, there's no other reason that God has created us except for the fact that he just wants to have a relationship with us. Nothing we do or don't do makes him any less God. He is God whether we exist or not. But he wants to have a relationship with us. Do you understand that this morning? That the God of the universe wants a relationship with you? And not only does he love you and wants a relationship with you, but he cares about every single aspect of your life. He cares about everything that you're going through, everything that you will go through, and he is there. He will not leave you, but he will stand firm and will continue to see you through. The third way that we can know that God loves us is because God has chosen us. God has chosen us. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 and 5 says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight, in love. You see, God has chosen each one of us. We are all unique. And even before the creation of the world, he had you in mind. He had you in mind. He had you in mind. He had you. He had all of us in mind. Because he was so excited to have a relationship with us. He is so in love with us that it says that when we are in him, in him to be holy and blameless in his sight. None of us have ever earned the right or can ever earn the right to be holy and blameless in the presence of God. But he gives us that right through Jesus Christ. He gives us that right. He loves us and he has chosen us. God has given us that ability. If God is perfect, if he is almighty, all-knowing, all-powerful, if he is the creator, the sustainer, if he is everything that the Bible says and more, and he has chosen us, 
and he loves us, then either God's love isn't true or he's a liar. And God's not a man that he should lie. And so I'm choosing to believe that he just loves us. He loves us so much that he has chosen us. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5 says, But because of his great love for us, no other reason, because of God's great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. That's it. You haven't done anything. I haven't done anything. But because of his great love for us, that's it. Because he loves us, that is why he has made us alive in Christ. It says, when, even when you were dead in transgression, so even before you came to him, God already loved you more. God has already loved you to the full capacity. There's nothing that we can do to make God love us less. And there's nothing that we can do to make God love us anymore. He has already loved us to the full capacity. And he has chosen us. He has chosen us. And we know that true love has the ability to give. It desires to give. Those of you who said you've been in love before, do you recall? You just want to give. It's not just about taking, but true love desires to give. 1 Corinthians 13, love is not self Seeking. It desires to give. God who is love, who not only loves, but who is love, desires to give more and more and more. And that is exactly what he has done through the gift of his son Jesus. He desires to give because he has chosen us, because he loves us. He says, I love you. I have chosen you. I want a relationship with you. I want you to spend eternity with me. God Almighty has told us that. You see, in order for us to begin to understand the love of God, we need to accept it. We need to believe it and to accept it. But we also need to get to that point of loving ourselves. And there are too many people in this world that don't love themselves. There are too many people in this world who don't believe that they are lovable. There are too many people who can say that they've gone through too much, that they've done too much, that they've strayed too far, that there is no way that God is able to love me. I'm damaged goods. There's nothing good about me. There's no value. There's no worth. But I'm here to tell you today that God loves you. He loves you. And it's not based on what you've done. It's not based on... Who you are, but it's based on the fact that he has created you, that he wants a relationship with you, that he has chosen you. You are God's creation. And don't let anybody ever tell you otherwise. But he loves you so, so much. And we must receive that by faith. It says it is by grace you have been saved. And it's through faith. The fourth way that we can know that God loves us is because God tells us over and over through his word. God's word, someone has said, is one big love letter. It's one big love story about God's love for us. And so many places in the Bible we hear about God's love. How his love is everlasting. His love endures forever. His love will never change. His love is unconditional. His love will never fade. God's love is recorded in the Bible more than anything else. 
He loves us so much that he wants to make it loud and clear. So we get the message, I love you. More than anything else, he wants you to know that he loves you. That he loves you so much. And his love is real and it's deep. And his love endures forever. What does it mean to endure? To endure means to outlast. To keep going. To go on and on and on. To outlast. God's love outlasts everything. God's love outlasts your trials and your tribulations. God's love outlasts the devil and all of his plans. God's love outlasts every single thing that you could ever think of in this world. When all else passes away, when all else fades, God's love will still be there. His love endures forever. And when we understand that love, it's when that love begins to shape and to change and to transform us. You see, knowing God's love enables us to begin to live with confidence. Knowing God's love enables us to step out and to try new things and to go further and to not be afraid to to, to push our faith. Knowing that God loves us enables us to be able to shake off past mistakes and to continue to go on. Knowing that God loves us enables us to get past our past. Knowing that God loves us sets us free. Knowing that God loves us enables us to stop comparing ourselves with other people and stop competing. Because God has no favorites. We are all equal. And there's no better, there's no worse, but he looks upon us as his children. So we can stop comparing and competing just knowing that God just loves us all. He loves us so much. Knowing God loves us will help us get through those hard times. There are many situations that many of you are going through right now that many of you don't understand, that many of you are probably questioning, God, where are you? God, do you even care? God, do you understand how hurtful or how hard or how long I've been wrestling with this or dealing with this or waiting for this to pass? But I'm here today once again to tell you that this too shall pass because God loves you. You think about, you think, think for a moment with me. Where were you a year ago? You think about where you were in your life a year ago. And there may have been situations and things going on in your life a year ago that you thought you wouldn't be able to get through. But are you here today? God is faithful. He is good and he will see you through. You see, when we understand God's love, it will carry us through those times, letting us know that he is there, that he is caring, that he will continue to help us. And there's nothing in this life or in the life to come or anything that will take that away from us. Romans chapter 8, starting from verse 35, says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? Shall those things separate us from the love of Christ? But Paul goes on to say in verse 37, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, 
neither the past or the present, nor the future or any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. There is nothing in heaven, on earth, under the earth, that will ever be able to take us away from that love. But there's a catch. You have to receive it. You have to believe it, and you have to receive it in order to have it. God's love is like a gift box sitting there. And it'll sit there, and it'll stay, and it's been there. But the only way that we can truly accept that gift is by believing that it's there, taking it, and receiving it. God's love is so deep, it's so wide, it's so high, and there's nothing in this life that can compare to it. And some of you have experienced that love, but because of different circumstances in your life, maybe you've begun to start to question that love or, or, or stop really understanding this love that God has had. And I want to challenge you today to rekindle that love, to ask God to give you a fresh revelation so that you will be able to stand firm in God's love. Some of you have never experienced that love and and don't even have a relationship with Jesus. And maybe today that's the day where you need to say, God, I want that kind of love. I've never really been loved. I don't really know what true love is. But even if you feel you know what true love is, if you haven't experienced God's love, then you haven't experienced love. And maybe today you need to say, God, I want that relationship. I want you to love me. I want to be assured that no matter what I go through in this life, that you are there with me. How do we know that God loves us? The fifth point and the last point is because God sent his son Jesus so we could have a relationship with him. God loved us so much that he sent his only son That whoever believes in him, whoever acknowledges him as Lord and Savior, he has given eternal life to. He has given the right to call him Father, to be children of God. God loves us so much that he has given us the greatest gift of all, Jesus. There's no gift that has ever been given that's greater than that. There will be no gift that will ever come after that, that will be greater. But that is the greatest gift. And because of Jesus, we have the ability to be reconciled to God and to have that relationship with him. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one comes to the Father except through the Son, Jesus. He is that way that God has made. Because he loves us, he has made a way. And before God even laid the foundations of the earth, get this, he already had a salvation plan in mind. He already knew what he was going to do to bring us back to him. He has chosen us, he loves us, and he wants a relationship with us. He is so great. God is so amazing. And when we think about God in general, God Almighty, it gives me shivers sometimes when I think about how great the God is that we serve. 
how awesome and how big. And the fact that in this life we'll never fully be able to comprehend that. I want to ask Shyla Joseph to come. She's one of our teens. And I want her to share with us uh, something that, um, that I've prepared for her to share. But I want her, as she shares this, for you to close your eyes and to think about the words. And the fact that there's no way that we could ever fully describe the greatness of God and who he is. He is just so awesome and so big and so amazing. If there are words for him, then I don't have them. You see, my brain has not yet reached the point where it can form a thought that can adequately describe the greatness of my God. And my lungs have not yet developed the ability to release a breath with enough agility to breathe out the greatness of his love. And my voice. You see, my voice is so inhibited, restrained by human limits, that it's hard to even send a praise up. You see, if there, you see, if there are words for him, then I don't have them. My God, his grace is remarkable. Mercies are innumerable. Strength is impenetrable. He's honorable, accountable, favorable. He's unsearchable yet knowable, indefinable yet approachable, indescribable yet personal. He is beyond comprehension, further than imagination, constant through generation, king of every nation. But if there are words for him, then I don't have them. You see, my words are few, and to try to capture the one true God using my vocabulary will never do. But I use words as an expression, an expression of worship to a savior, a savior who is both worthy and deserving of my praise. So I use words. My heart extols the Lord, blesses his name forever. He has won my heart, captured my mind, and has bound them both together. He has defeated me in my rebellion, conquered me in my sin. He has welcomed me into his presence, completely invited me in. He has made himself the object of my sight, flooding me with mercies in the morning, drowning me with grace in the night. But if, if there are words for him, then I don't have them. But what I do have is good news. For my God knew that man-made words would never do. For words are just tools that we use to point to the truth. So he sent his son Jesus Christ as the word, living proof. He's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, giving nothing this formation. And by his word he is the stage and the power of his name. For he is before all things, and over all things he reigns. Holy is his name, so praise him for his life. The way he persevered in strife, the humble son of God becoming the perfect sacrifice. Praise him for his death 
that he willingly stood in our in our place that he lovingly endured the grave that he battled our enemy and not the <laughs> on the third day he rose in victory he is everything that was promised praise his name praise him as a risen king lift your voices and sing for one day he will return for us he will return for us and we will finally be united with our savior for eternity eternity so it's not just words that i proclaim for my words point to the word and the word has a name hope has a name joy has a name peace has a name and love has a name and that name is Jesus Christ. So praise him forever. Amen. And God bless you. God bless you. That is the God that we serve. A one true living God who is greater than anything that our minds can even comprehend. And as humans, we're limited. We don't have the vocabulary to be able to express the greatness of our gods, the greatness of our God. But we use words, as she said, to point to the word, the one true living God, to give him the praises, to cry out to him, to declare that he is worthy. And this morning... I want to remind you that God loves you. And how do we know that? Because he knows us. Because he is there in the midst of our trials and tribulations. Because he has chosen us. Because he tells us over and over in his word that he loves us. And because he has sent his son Jesus so that we could have a relationship with him. Our God is love. That's who he is. That's what he does. And there's nothing else that he can do but love. Do you need to receive that love this morning? Do you need to be reminded of that love? Is there something going on in your life that you, say, you need to say, God, I know you love me, but I need your help. And I need to be able to stand firm. I need to be rooted and established or rooted and grounded in that love so that when those storms pass, I'm not going to fall over. My faith is not going to be shaken, but I will stand firm knowing that you love me. Would you stand with me? And as our worship team comes and leads us, if there's something that you would like to come and to pray about, I invite you to come to the altar. The altar is a place of meeting with God, giving him our praise, giving him our burdens, giving him all that we are. It's symbolically crying out to him. And I want to invite you today to come and to meet with him because he loves you. Speak.